Radio crew, let's get to work. I hope you're having a good week. Today's guest is Mr. Tom Cleary. Tom is an online fitness trainer with an emphasis on men's fitness and development. Tom uses a variety of measurable strategies to engage and retain his clients. His individualized support around nutrition and training provides high levels of accountability to keep his clients progressing into the future. Expect to learn how Tom differentiates himself in a saturated online fitness market, provides accountability for his clients, packages information to move his personal training business into the online space, attracts and retains exactly the right client through a personalized screening process, views mentors as inspiration as well as competition, as well as many more things. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Tom Cleary. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Man. Fantastic. Mate, you are somebody in the health and fitness world. Tell us, what exactly do you do with your time in that space? Yeah, so I'm an online fitness coach. Uh, I'm also the founder of a program called Men's Fitness Mastery. It's essentially a program specifically designed around men wanting to lose fat, build muscle, and get into the best shape of their lives. You know, I do this by creating sustainable nutrition and training plans around the individual and I guess their individual goals. And I also provide a really high level of support and accountability to keep them on track. I guess the biggest thing that differentiates me is, you know, I provide them with knowledge and I provide them with a skill set they can take with them well beyond their time with me um, that will make sure that they can not only get into the best shape of their life, but keep that physique long-term. Mate, that was an incredibly thorough answer. Curious, you said men's fitness specifically. What made you kind of go into target just men rather than females as well? So when I first got into this, I was a personal trainer. You know, everyone does their time in gyms and I was doing a mixture of both men and women. And I just found that I could build a lot better rapport with guys. You know, I had a lot more in common with them and I could just get more out of them. For some reason, my personality just gravitated towards that. You know, I've been involved in sports and that kind of thing. I feel like it chose me. I feel like as a coach, eventually your clients will pick you. Do you think there's something there that when you're training men that you sort of understand how they think so it makes it easier for you to relate to how they might be feeling and sort of vice versa as well? Yeah, 100%. I guess I went through my own transformation when I was younger. I understand the, I guess, the struggles, the issues that men in particular face. I'm not a woman, so I would not know what it feels like to be a woman on a day-to-day basis. So I can really relate to these guys, their journey, and I guess know the buttons I can push to get the most out of them. That makes perfect sense to me. I'm curious, there is so much saturation in the men's fitness market. I mean, if you're an average dude and you're heading onto Instagram, it seems like every second guy that I come across has got the ripped six pack. He seems to have a copious amount of baby oil lathered over his body and he's selling fitness plans, diet plans, and sort of showing workouts online. How do you differentiate yourself in what I would say is a completely saturated market at the moment? The biggest thing I do differently is I provide a premium and a personalized service 
and I always aim to overachieve with results. If you jump on the latest influencers program, six pack shortcuts, whatever it is for 99 bucks, they're going to throw you out a PDF. They're not going to speak to you. You know, they're not going to talk to you. They're not going to sit on hour long phone calls to explain to you the obstacles and I guess how to overcome them. They just want to sell to as many people as possible with as minimal effort. I was a personal trainer back in the day. I was selling my time for anything up to a hundred bucks a session by the end of it. And I was just selling my time for money. I wasn't selling the result where I guess where I am now, I am selling the result. I am selling my knowledge. I'm making sure that they are getting that result through the program I create specifically for them and the outcome they're trying to achieve. Mate, in terms of differentiation, could you give us sort of the top three things that separate you from, say, your competition? What would be the top three things that make you the person to go to instead of, as you said, some sort of out of the cereal box program that you might be able to purchase? I guess my own story, I am not genetically gifted. My journey was long and hard and I learned a lot of lessons along the way. I'm not one of these guys that went through high school, was the, I guess, the pinnacle of athleticism. Everything that, you know, I've achieved in fitness, the physique that I've built has been earned through a lot of hard work, a lot of time spent researching and bettering myself. And I guess those lessons are the things I share. And I guess a lot of guys out there that aren't genetically gifted are looking towards people that may have also had that same experience and weren't in the ideal scenario in regards to genetics. But I love preaching that it doesn't matter where you are, you can build a physique and become the best that you can be. Um, On top of this, in regards to how I go about it, I am all about providing high quality service And on the accountability side, all my clients have 24-hour access to them. We always have check-in calls to go over their week and make sure that they're moving towards their goals. And like I said, you need to have a specific plan for the specific outcome. There's no point trying to, you know, give someone the same calories that you would say a 50-kilogram woman for a 100-kilogram man. You know, there's no point giving the same program out to a guy that's never been to the gym versus as an experienced lifter. That premium and personalized service is the thing that really pushes me ahead or differentiates me from... I guess, most of the ways you can go about it. In terms of fitness professionals moving to the online space, so I was a personal trainer once, as you know. I used to work out of a gym. They used to pay me an hourly rate based on the clients that I had. What sort of advantages are there when we talk about a fitness trainer or professional moving to the online space? I guess the remote work, a lot of your stuff is done from home via laptop. You can do it wherever you are. In regards to a lot of the lessons and the knowledge you can share, you can package this up in, say, a course. You know, you can have a Facebook group where you share all your stuff. It just is more efficient in regards to your time. So you're not having to be in a certain place at a certain time. You know, the most important thing in the online space is providing the outcome and a plan in order to achieve that outcome where, you know, in personal training, you are essentially just selling your time for money. Optimally, you want to get the result, but really a personal trainer wants you to stay with them forever. They want you to rely on them forever where, you know, once you go down the online space, you can charge a little bit more, but it's up to you to make sure that your client gets the result at the end of the day. 
That makes sense to me. I'm curious, when you talk about online marketing and so on, I mean, you were not an expert from the get-go. Every master was first a disaster. Was there something that you sort of brought into your your skill set or, or something that you tried early on that had minimal impact in terms of marketing? 100%. Trying to speak to too many people. As soon as I narrowed down the content I was doing, I went from just general fitness to dudes specifically wanting to lose fat primarily. And then on top of that, obviously building some muscle on the side is a bonus. But the main thing I looked towards was dudes struggling with weight loss. You know, these are the issues you're going to have. This is how you solve it. And really speaking to that audience and digging deep into an avatar. The biggest thing that I've I've gotten from a lot of the mentors that I've had is you need to know who your mentor is, uh, know who your avatar is inside and out, dig deep into what are the things they talk about, what are the issues they have, what are the struggles they have, and how can you be the solution to these? Would issues? you say that positioning yourself in that way made you more impactful in the marketplace in general? So it sounds like for you, actually knowing who you wanted to be was kind of the start of you being a lot more impactful with your clients. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I guess knowing the people that you want to coach, like who is the client that you want to help? From there, the content that you can produce, the value you're putting out there on social media is very targeted to those people. You know, there's no point chucking out heaps of content out there that's speaking to the wrong audience. I read a book once, you're better off having a 100 loyal fans than just a 1,000 people that just watch your stuff for the sake of just watching it. There's a difference between attention and, I guess, the right attention. Awesome. Mate, talk to me a little bit about mistakes because it sounds like you've really reflected on a lot of the stuff that you did early on and you've sort of repositioned yourself to be just way more impactful in the space that you're in. Talk to me about mistakes. What did you do early on that you just look at now and you just cringe over? What did you do back then that you're just kind of going, how on earth did I ever think that? What are some of the things that you used to do? I think that in the beginning, I would say that I used to think that things needed to be perfect at the beginning, whether it be how it looks, how the program looks, how it runs and functions. In reality, the most important bit is, you know, getting people on board, getting results, and that speaks louder than words. Also, in regards to the social media side of things, like I said, just doing generalized stuff, I was doing more influencer stuff. So you'd see all these people that have huge followings, they just post photos with, say, a short caption or whatnot, and that stuff just doesn't work. In order for people to start to follow you, you need to provide value. You need to give value. The more value you give, the more opportunities will come your way in regards to people reaching out and wanting your help. Biggest thing is provide more value. And when you start to speak to people and give them stuff that can help them, and once they start to think to themselves, you know what, this guy knows what he's talking about. I wonder if he could help me. And then more content comes out. You know, they use those things that helps them. And then they go, you know what, this guy is the man I need in order to solve my specific issue. Talk to me about retention. It sounds like early on, you know, that is that always a struggle? I, I know for myself, when I was personal training, I'd get somebody along, they'd be on like a five uh, session pass. And then once that ended, a sort of, you know, you'd really have to work hard to, to get them back for another session. What sort of techniques or strategies do you put in place to make sure these guys are retained? There's really only one thing that you need to have in place. You need to vet everyone you take on board. 
I will not take on a client unless I truly believe that I can help them if they truly want my help and if they're truly bought into the program. There's no point just taking on people for the sake of taking on people. It's a reflection on me, my coaching practices. So unless I feel deep down that I can get them the result, they are the right person to take on, I'm just not going to take them on. I pretty much denied a dude last week because it just wasn't the right fit. He wasn't fully bought in just yet. I'll keep in touch with him, but unless people are ready, uh, there's no point promising them stuff that you can't fulfill. My process of taking someone on is, I guess, crucial. You know, I do a discovery call. We just have a general chat about them. From there, we dig a bit deeper in our second call. I look into, you know, why why are they going out there to do all this stuff and you know, trying to dig deep into their pain points and discovering those true reasons why they're wanting to do all this. Because at the end of the day, if you're a coach and you understand what motivates them, you know, it's going to be really easy to make sure that they stay on track and they keep progressing towards their goals because you can always pull them up on this and remind them of why they started their I love that idea of taking back the control of who you are about to train as well. There's something really powerful about actually controlling the traffic of your organization or business. This idea that like, it sounds like there's a bit of a screening process. And we used to do something similar back in the day when we were personal training, you know, we'd give them like a questionnaire to fill out, but it was really wasn't probably what you're talking about, which is a lot more about their individual why, which as we know is different for everybody. These screening forms were very much about like oh you know what's your weight at the moment what's your bmi like things that and jargon a lot of the time in these screening documents that new clients uh, particularly just had no idea what half of it meant and you find yourself spending half an hour to explain stuff that really isn't as relevant that perhaps uh their why would be yeah no a hundred percent and in in my space the average dude that's coming to me is wanting to look better their reasons can be an assortment of things. You know, some of my best clients have just come out of breakups, you know, may have been divorced, you know, have just gotten into a bit of a, a dark place. They, they've had a health scare, proper serious reasons and things that are going to motivate them to stay on track long term. And, you know, you can only hide from the truth for so long. The truth always shines through. And, you know, honesty and being honest about why you're on this journey to begin with um, is going to set you up for success long term. And I guess as a coach, knowing that, you know, you've provided them with a, an environment where they feel comfortable sharing that with you, especially at the beginning of their journey, is really powerful. Mate, talk to us a little bit about the differences between performance and appearance. You mentioned before that a lot of your clients are interested purely in appearance. So they're interested, I guess, I'm assuming, you know, broadening the shoulders, tightening the midsection, having arms that are perhaps a little bit more defined. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that men are so focused these days on appearance rather than performance? Or is it that the performance is covered in other areas uh, in terms of fitness training? Why do you think it's so heavily focused on appearance? There's probably an assortment of reasons. I mean, let's be fair, 67% of Australians are either overweight or obese. There is something about looking in the mirror and not being 100% happy with what you see. Obesity and how many people are overweight in, I guess, modern day society is a lot higher than what it used to be. You know, we're not doing anywhere near as much physical labor, anywhere near as much hard work. We're inside, we're sitting down, we're in office jobs. 
I truly believe that physicality drives your mentality. It doesn't mean you need to have a six pack, but I, I still think it's important to feel physically capable and strong on a daily basis and having somewhat a bit of a resistance-based program in place, building some muscle on your body and overall just feeling strong. I, I think that that feeling is there. In regards to, I guess, the aesthetics over performance, there's so much... I guess, media influence in regards to when you jump on Instagram, you see all these dudes that are in the top 1% of physiques, you know, they got the eight packs, they're absolutely jacked. And I guess we lose track of the fact that this is a tiny, minute percentage of dudes. Like most dudes aren't like that. This is like one, this is like under 1% of dudes look like that. But because they get so much attention online, a lot of people just think this is normal because that is the things that are showing up. Yeah, I guess we could do another whole podcast on how that affects the self-esteem, I guess, of, of both men and women when they go into social media. And as you say, they're seeing guys that are taking who knows what, you know, every photo is sort of a professional photo shoot and, you know, the lighting is perfect. Everything seems to be like this falsified image that again just isn't reality for the majority of men as you say mate i'm uh super interested in when you're talking about retention before if you have a difficult customer or a difficult client and they're saying to you things like just isn't working for me um, i haven't lost any weight nothing's growing the way that it should how do you handle these difficult clients i remember as a personal trainer many times there were sort of these people that really took no accountability for their own health and sort of blamed their lack of results on you and i used to find that the sort of frustrating part of, of the job but how do you handle these uh, difficult situations at least in online fitness training the greatest thing about modern day technology is data and data doesn't lie in fitness through my app we're talking weight loss if the goal was to lose a kilo in say a week uh, we're on a call on the monday and the following monday they're not quite where they need to be they're weighing in every single day and if there's a big spike on sunday well i obviously know on saturday you're up to no good so the data does not lie and you know in regards to working out are they progressing in their lifts each and every week or are they just training the same and not pushing themselves? In regards to their nutrition, obviously the nutrition plan's in place, but they still need to execute it. So are they executing it? And just having those conversations, always jump on a call with every single one of my clients once a week for half an hour. We talk over the week, what happens? And like I said, you know, getting your client to the point where they feel comfortable actually telling the truth to you about, you know, why they started, it's pretty simple for them to take, like say, you know what, this, this is what happened, this and this. I did have this exact example happen last week. So I had a dude... Because I, I keep in contact with my clients like multiple times throughout the week. I sort of know what's happening in their lives and, you know, if things might pop up. And this dude obviously went up a kilo. And he goes, oh, I've done everything right. I've maintained my calories, this, that, whatever. I said, but yeah, you, you're forgetting that you went on a trip with your missus up to Frasier. And this happened like you didn't track your calories that day. You went to the pub that evening. You had some beers. Mm. Like these roadblocks are going to come. But the main thing is this week, jumping back on, let's have a really consistent week. And, you know, if we haven't gotten to this point then, then we can make some changes. Plan for this week didn't work potentially because of this. Let's have a consistent week this week and let's have a look at the data at the end of the week. And obviously, if it's still the same, then we can change. Do you need to stick by your guns as a trainer? You do need to believe 
you are the solution. You know, your plan is going to work. And I truly believe, you know, I've trained enough dudes now that the system I've got in place for them, they are going to see results, especially if they are 100% committed. And having these, I guess, having data there to prove this is critical, especially in regards to keeping guys on track because, you know, you can't hide away from, you know, a massive blip in say body weight on a specific day we look at what happened the day before so you sort of know what to look for in that kind of thing amazing you know that i'm a numbers guy so for me i would find that data absolutely (laughs) fascinating and some of the trends that you would see i would imagine would be almost a little bit awkward to talk about with some of the customers it would be like or some of the clients sorry they'd be kind of going oh you know we didn't really want tom to to see this but there it is you know the graph clearly shows that there was something going on there and it's kind of like this this game of cat and mouse where you're sort of going did you or didn't you and it's yeah it's a it's a funny space to be in but having that data is uh, I can see how that would be really beneficial mate talk to me about mistakes what is your single biggest mistake in your opinion that you've made since uh, moving to this online space and fitness training online I would say the number one mistake that I've made is trying to do too many things at once you see all these other trainers out there doing all these amazing things Sometimes you just need to stick to your own process, continually doing the things that are going to grow your business, focusing on providing value to your audience, the people that are following you. I'm consistently generating content in regards to your clients, providing a high level service and making sure that your clients are your number one priority. And finally, I'd say when you're going to implement new things, you just need to find a mentor. I would say that the Biggest thing that's really, I guess, made me grow in the last couple of years is having high quality mentors, dudes that have been there before you. And, you know, you don't have to do everything the same as them, but you just take out really good pieces that they've implemented into their own business and just implement it into the way you do it. You know, this is the biggest thing most people get wrong. You know, they're just like going out there, someone tells them to do something and they just do it straight away. Mm. You know, you need to try and test these things yourself and figure out what works for you and your own business. I love that idea. But 100%, get yourself a mentor. It doesn't matter what it is in. You know, when I started in the gym, the best thing I had was a training partner who knew so much more than me, lifted more weights than me, and I was chasing him the whole time in the gym. In business, find a coach. You know, my current coach earns half a million dollars a year in his own online business. So I'm just like, I want to be doing more money than him. These are the things he's got in place, but I'm going to do it better. I'm going to take this, this, this. So get yourself a mentor and, you know, then over I couldn't agree more when it comes to mentors. I've had a range of mentors uh, in my life across different areas. And if you find a good mentor, they are just worth their weight in gold. The, the way that they can actually understand what your motives are and then uniquely tailor information to you that's just so understandable is just couldn't value it more. It is such a useful thing to find. Often very difficult to find a good mentor, but if you find one, you hold on to them, you don't let them go and you just let them guide the way. But I like that that you've said that you're also competitive with your mentor because that means that the growth doesn't just stop when you've reached the level of your mentor, but instead you then reposition and go, let's look for a new mentor. And the reality is in a world with seven or eight billion people, there is always somebody that's done something that you want to do. It's just a matter of sourcing them out and uh, listening to what they have to say. 
Mate, in terms of what's next for Mr. Tom Cleary, talk to us about your business objectives for the next year or so. Where are we looking to be? Yep. So pretty much by next year, I'm wanting to double my business by next year, which will put me close to 50 clients. From there, I'd either be looking to get another coach on board. I'd also need to take on someone to do my sales. I guess in regards to how I'm providing content to my audience, I'm wanting to get on YouTube, TikTok more and providing more video content because I feel like that is the way forward at the moment in business. People want to hear what you have to say. Um, they don't just want images. So that is what I'm looking to do in, say, the next 12 months. Beyond that, um, I've obviously got big dreams in regards to things that need to be done by, say, this time next year. The goal is 50 clients. Yeah, I'll be flying if that's the case. And I'll be looking to employ people to leverage my own time and spend my own time in the right areas of my own business. Absolutely awesome, mate. I love how you've got your goals set up on the wall. How good is a vision board? Mate, I love you and I appreciate you. Tell us if people want to get in contact and get trained by the master, Mr. Tom Cleary, where can they go? How can they find you? Uh, Just jump on www.tomcleary.com.au. Either that, my Instagram and Facebook is Tom Cleary Coaching. Just send me a message or drop me an inquiry and I'll pretty much get back to you as soon as possible. Mate, appreciate your time. Thanks again. Well, there you go, crew. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. As an ex-personal trainer, I can really see the value in the advice Tom gave around differentiating yourself in a saturated online market, specifically how Tom focuses on attracting the right type of client and in his words, not talking to too many people, but rather the right kind of person. This could 100% be applied to many industries that are looking to make their mark online. Crew, if you got inspired from this episode, please be sure to hit the subscribe button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever you're listening to us on. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Mistake Mastery for key insights from today's episode. In the meantime, crew, take care.